Good morning again and welcome. It is good to be with you all again. Um, this morning, I would like to share with you an idea, um, some principles that resonate very deeply with me. Um, and to start, I'd like to ask a question and for your feedback. So um, you can just call out um, after I give you the question. Um, what does church mean to you? What words come to mind when you think of church? And I can write some to get us started. I had this, if any of you are on Facebook, I had this question, so I've gathered some feedback already, but um, I welcome more. So you can just call them out. What does church mean to you? Corporate worship. Body of Christ. This is a really good, really good start. There were some others. Um, those that rejoice and weep with you. suggest that um, many of these words and phrases can be summarized in the ancient Greek word oikos, um, which is on your bulletin. And I said it's not the yogurt because there's a Greek yogurt um, that's called oikos. I don't know if you knew that. Um, So not the yogurt, but the family um, can also summarize a lot of these words. Um, It is in the passage in Acts chapter 2 we're going to look at today, starting in verse 38. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, um, which will be on the screen for you. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted this message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. 
So if we look back at our list of words um, describing the church, I wonder if we can see some uh, similarities in this passage. Um, do you know which verse the word oikos in Greek is, or which, which word um, in our passage in the New Living Translation that is? Do you know what oikos is in the New Living Translation in English? Family, home, yeah. Kind of this, this combined, all these things combined, it, it would be nice if we had a better word in English to describe. Um, so the word is home in verse 46. Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, oikos, and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. I find it interesting how descriptive this verse is about their attitudes, their hearts. Um, the word sincere translates to singleness or simplicity. In other words, everyone eating together, it says they had all things in common. They were on the same page. They were on the same playing field. They had a center focus of Christ. I love this picture. Um, in your bulletins on the front, there is a, a helpful picture that um, Tracy added for us that says family, work, friends, neighbors, school, other, church. This is all kind of uh, the oikos family um, that, we're, that we're talking about today. And also in the insides of your, on the inside of your bulletin, I outlined um, five characteristics of oikos, which will help to paint this picture of what I see as just a really beautiful, sincere, intentional home life, um, or simply family. I was reminded um, this past week while we were at the beach with my husband's family that home is really relative. After a long afternoon in the sun, we'd catch ourselves saying to Adeline, we're going to go home, meaning back to the beach house. Um, but in her two-year-old mind that hasn't been away from home for more than an, an extended weekend, she may have been thinking, oh, we're going home, we're going back to Elizabethtown where we live. Um, but then by the end of the week, when we actually were on our way home home, we were saying we were going home, and she thought we were going back to the beach house, so it was just really confusing. <laughs> um, but this really just shows that to most of us, home is not about a building. Um, it's much more like a family. It's much more about these words. And the same was true of the Greeks. Um, the definition of oikos is a, a Greek household, a house, home, and family. And in our passage, we see oikos as synonymous with our ideas of church today. It's so much more than a building we come to on Sunday mornings. It's even more than our immediate family. It is a family, if you've heard that by the, the cell phone companies. Um, it's a, a plan, a cell phone plan that you can get that includes family and friends and, and everybody, everybody's included. Um, so this is church. This is Oikos, family. It's a place to land. Oikos is a place to land where you are loved unconditionally and also held accountable. There's a balance between invitation or welcoming and challenge and accountability. This is expressed in verse 38 when Peter instructs the early church to repent and be baptized. This symbolizes new life together, um, forgiven with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.41 says those who had received this word were baptized, and that day they were added about 3,000 souls. Here we see the 
attraction, the draw to deep relationship by the thousands, and it came from a call to repent. Sometimes I think we underestimate the work that God is already doing um, in others and in ourselves. Um, And what we should be saying and living is really repent with me, be forgiven, and let's walk together. Because isn't this what each of our lives really is, day by day? It's recognizing that we are broken, in need of a redeemer, and realizing that God is that redeemer, our unconditional lover. In the book, Family on Mission, uh, Mike and Sally Breen share of their personal experience with Oikos Living. Sally writes about trips to the grocery store that turn into an adventure because everyone's invited and every, everyone um, goes along. And it's this shared experience of just really doing life together. Even the simplicity of going to the store can become an adventure. So maybe in your context, doing family or oikos means um, inviting your neighbors or coworkers or friends of your kids um, over for a family meal or activity. It doesn't mean adding more to our schedules, and there's really no formula or agenda. It's simply um, welcoming and incorporating others um, into our everyday lives, or maybe even including a neighbor or um, distant family or friend um, into a holiday tradition with your family, which we can often find um, that we hold on so tight to, um, to how we do things. Um, but opening up, opening ourselves up and allowing, sharing this um, with others is, is really what this oikos is about. Um, so whether it's sharing a meal or taking a walk together or going to the grocery store, there is value in oikos community. And it doesn't have to look the same either. Um, for example, my grocery t- store time is usually something that I hold very sacred <laughs> as a way of peace. Um, kind of my downtime as an introvert. So um, Oikos to me is my neighbor offering to take my children so I can go to the store in peace. <laughs> it's this community or team approach at life. Um, and we, when we start to let go of our individualistic thinking, of just looking out for ourselves, just our immediate family, when we let go of that and open ourselves to uh, a broader community, we not only influence the others that we're welcoming in, we are impacted and learn from them. In fact, I would suggest the more different our walks in life, the more we can learn from one another. Those in an oikos are are devoted to lifelong learning and are committed to one another, being led by the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is certainly not limited to those that look Um, think, smell, act exactly like us. I believe we have very much to learn from each other if we um, open our ears more and maybe close our mouths more. Verses um, 42 and 43 talk about a commitment to learning the apostles' teachings. Um, For us, this might be working out and, and discussing scripture together. Um, And their response to um, this devoting themselves to teaching was that they were in awe. They were in awe of God and what the Holy Spirit was doing, um, how he was leading and demonstrating in signs and wonders. And it wasn't just a once-and-done thing. 
Um, in several verses in the New American Standard Bible, we see verbs used that represent ongoing action. It's a process. Um, verse 42 says they were continually devoting themselves. Verse 43, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Verse 45, they began selling their property and were shaping, uh, were sharing with anyone in need. And then again in verse 46, where we see the word home, house, oikos, it's this day by day continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. This tells us how regular these behaviors were happening. It was daily. It was a rhythm, a discipline. Uh, Mike and Sally Breen spend a fair amount of time in their book describing the importance of spiritual parents and families, um, of rhythms and discipline. The word discipline often has different connotations. Um, today, we will often think of um, punishment. But in this sense, it would be more similar to a discipleship um, rather than punishment. Whereas punishment is behavior-focused, you are trying to change bad behavior, discipline is focused on rhythm. Um, an example from Breen would be a weekly Saturday breakfast um, to connect on life and be nourished with scripture. Everyone in the household, the family, um, would be expected to be present and participate. And after a while, this Saturday breakfast would become a normal part of um, their natural uh, weekly rhythm. Discipline and consistency in regular gatherings and sharing meals are a major part of Oikos life. This rhythmic discipline and discipleship was at the very core of the early church, we can see in this passage, um, meeting regularly, if not daily, um, which creates this framework, as Sally Breen describes, to just really focus us, to remind us of who we are and who God is. Jesus and his oikos, the disciples, um, were together often, especially over meals. Um, this helps model God's predictable, consistent, and unconditional love, um, which is the foundation for our relationships. And only then, out of those consistent relationships, can we better receive and provide accountability. It comes out of those um, deep and predictable times together that we recognize we have a place to land, a place to fall and explore and learn together. Um, we see this intentionality modeled in verse 46 as well. Uh, recognizing and remembering Jesus as Lord and Messiah through repentance, communion, and prayer are foundational. Uh, commentator David Brown writes this of the early church. The defining factor was their recognition of the crucified Jesus of Nazareth as Messiah. If this had only been a naked declaration, it would not have held as much meaning or power and would never in such a case have been able to form a community that spread itself across the entire Roman Empire. It acquired its value only through the power of the Holy Ghost passing from the apostles as they preached to the hearers. For he brought the confession from their very hearts of men, and like a burning flame, made their souls glow with love. By the power of the Spirit, therefore, we behold the first Christians, not only in a state of active fellowship, but also internally changed. 
The narrow views of natural men are broken through. They regard themselves as family. How powerful is our God? His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. If we let him define family, he comes up with a teenage mother, an adoptive father, and a humble infant king, which grows up to have 12 brothers. Sometime soon, we have got to stop trying to keep God in a box. I'm talking to myself true, too, um, and just let his Holy Spirit ignite our hearts, um, as David Brown said. Ignite our hearts and break through our ideologies. Think of the depth in actually living, verse 45, where it says they sold their property and shared with anyone that had need. They lived together. They went to the marketplace together. They played together, ate together, struggled, and triumphed together. And Oikos, not only, um, and Oikos shares not only in worship and ministry, apest, but also in everyday living together. And we'll go into a little more detail on the apest. Um, not only did they share their property and possessions, they shared their lives, their gifts, and their hearts with one another. And gifts is what I'm referring to in apest. Um, I mean spiritual gifts. Uh, the five-fold ministry of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the shepherd, and the teacher. Um, I shared once before on apest, and I wonder if you remember the descriptions and maybe where you saw yourself um, or where your strengths and, and weaknesses are in these. Um, this was a reminder that we used our, our hands to remind each one represented um, a different gift. So the apostle was the thumb, which extends, um, most easily touches the other digits, the other giftings, um, works closest with the prophet, which is the index finger, um, resources and releases other giftings. The prophet is the index finger, um, would be the discerning one, um, points out the truth and which direction to go. Um, I don't know if, if you remember the, it was like the apostle um, says, let's take that mountain. And the prophet would say, let's make sure it's the right mountain. Um, and then moving on to the evangelist, um, the middle recruits. It is sticking the farthest out into the world to share the good news. Um, the most capacity to offend as well. Um, then shepherd would be the ring finger, which nurtures, um, represents uh, relationship and fidelity, where we wear our wedding bands, and um, committed to the well-being of the community. Um, teacher, the little finger, explains. You can use, you can think of this as turning a page in a book or um, marking, as you're digging into scripture. Teachers and shepherds are also closely linked. They, it's hard to do one thing without the other finger moving. Um, so that can help you remind, um, help remind you of the fivefold ministry that um, if we can release this in ourselves, um, this is really another example of just sharing in life together, being nurtured by one another in this oikos. And none of us have all these five gifts, um, but Jesus embodied these, and we are privileged to practice the body of Christ, to be the body of Christ with many parts. Alan Hirsch reminds us um, every agent or person has the capacity to reproduce the whole. Like a starfish, he says, 
um, if a starfish loses one of its sections, that section will reproduce an entire starfish on its own. This is really what makes oikos living so contagious and why this model leads to exponential growth because each person um, has, has giftings and is able to, to reproduce um, another oikos. So each person is exercising their gifts, they're sharing their story, um, trusting Jesus and the Holy Spirit to do their work, and investing in natural rhythms um, for disciplined and devoted relationships. I'm going to invite the, the worship team forward. And as we sing our, our closing song, Jesus Messiah, we're going to, to center ourselves um, together on this truth declaring Jesus Messiah, name above all names, Redeemer, God with us, all our hope is in him, all the glory to God, the light of the world. And we can do this together as a body of Christ, um, fellowshipping together, on mission together. Um, we are family. We're family together. <laughs>